Good morning. Well, of course, that was Barry Manilow. Uh, see more of him a little bit later on. I'm Philip Schofield. And I'm Karen Keating. And Barry will be here singing live. Philip Schofield has been the darling of daytime TV since joining ITV's This Morning in 2002. Good morning. Just as the title started, I said, I nah, I'm not doing it. Come back. <laughs> I'm holding on very tight. Welcome. Thank you. How do you feel? Hello. Um, like this isn't really happening. Not only has he hosted the long-running breakfast show, he was the face of The Cube, Dancing on Ice, and the National Soap Awards. That is what stands between you and £100,000. Last month, though, he suddenly stepped down from this morning hosting duties and then later admitted to an affair with a younger colleague. Hello, welcome back. I want to bring you uh, some breaking news uh, that we've learnt about in the past few minutes. It's about the future of Philip Schofield on this morning. And I can tell you that he has now stepped down from the ITV programme with immediate effect. Over the course of a few days, his stellar career began to unravel bit by bit, as London editor Mark Paul explains. He's quit the show and he's quit ITV in a cloud of scandal, which culminated um, last Friday in in what can only be described really as a career-ending statement. Um, Philip Schofield issued a statement to say that he had lied to ITV, his employer, um, to Holly Willoughby, to his wife, and to to the media and to the public over sort of suspicions that he was having a relationship with this young man um, who worked on this morning. But it doesn't end there for Philip Schofield. Now ITV is launching a fresh investigation into his departure from the station. They're announcing that they're going to bring in a barrister to carry out an external inquiry. When organisations, corporations and businesses do this, it usually follows some serious questions about the rigorousness of their internal investigations. So what will this mean for Schofield in the future of this morning? I'm Bernice Harrison, and this is in the news from the Irish Times. Today, the Schofield scandal. From tabloid gossip and a career implosion to ITV's fight for its reputation. Mark, last night we heard reports that ITV is to launch an external review into Philip Schofield's exit from the broadcaster. How will it work and what does the company hope to find out? Yeah, so look, ITV are obviously conscious that, you know, it isn't just Philip Schofield's reputation um, um, that's in the spotlight uh, over all of this, but also the reputation of ITV itself. Um, so they've turned to uh, uh, an independent review by one of the, I suppose, one of the most eminent employment lawyers in Britain, Jane Mulcahy, um, to conduct it. Um, so Mulcahy has a brief to uh, to interview whoever she likes. Um, so obviously that'll include Philip Schofield. Uh, it'll include the guy with whom he had a relationship. Um, and it also looks like it'll include anybody else who had complaints about the sort of toxic culture around the show or the allegations of a toxic culture. Um, and, and they'll also have, uh, the, the Jay McCahey will also have a brief, it seems, to look into um, internal HR documents and uh, employment records and so on. So look, I suppose that'll give the review some sort of a scope, not just to examine what Philip Schofield did and how it was handled, um, um, but but how ITV handled the whole thing. And that's really the 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 big danger coming over the hill for ITV as an organization. Did it handle things properly at the time? And um, was its review, its original investigation conducted in 2019 when it says it found no evidence of a relationship? Was that a proper uh, investigation? Did it, uh, did it ask the questions hard enough? Did it, uh, did, did it look deep enough? Did it try 
hard enough to scratch the surface of these allegations. Um, so look, it'll be interesting to see what this review finds. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a roll of the dice by, uh, by ITV's chief executive, Carolyn McCall, who's come under a lot of scrutiny in recent days about um, what the organization knew and when um, and how it behaved. Um, so I think this, uh, I think more than anything else, this review is designed to protect ITV in all of this rather than really get to the bottom of anything about Philip Schofield and the young man in question. It, I think this is really, this is an institutional move um, and it's something that ITV clearly felt it needed to do. So, Mark, you're in London and about, I don't know, maybe three or so weeks ago, you know, we did start seeing... Uh, stories, especially in the tabloids, that there was trouble on the sofa, the famous good morning sofa, that all wasn't mm. sweetness and light, there was something going on. You know, the tabloids are now great for bringing in body language experts. They came in and said, they're not going great now between Holly and Phil. Uh, could yeah. there be a divorce after 14 years? And, you know, it seemed like quite a jolly kind of media gossipy sort of story. But I suppose, you know, media watchers would have looked at them and gone, hmm, that's a lot of smoke. Where's the fire? <laughs> and and then about two weeks ago, it took off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you were referring to there, the body language in the sofa, sort of if you look at the timeline, what had really happened there was that was at around the same time that Timothy Schofield, Philip Schofield's brother, um, was going through the courts and was convicted and, and being sentenced for sexual offences with, with an underage guy. At the time, Philip Schofield, it was very damaging for him to be associated with this with a family member. He said, I don't have a brother. And, and you know, he, he, he tried to disassociate himself with it. Now, Philip, oh, Schofield yeah. has, Philip Schofield has disowned his brother, OK? But it's not quite as easy as that for Philip, I think, is it? It's not. His brother confessed to Philip in September 21, which from what your report was saying was a couple of months before actually the police were involved. There was speculation at the time that his his on-screen partner, work partner, Holly Willoughby, um, you know, a very, very pally relationship. I mean, their entire vibe on this morning was built around giggling together and they had a real genuine friendship. And she was quite upset that um, she wasn't warned by Philip Schofield um, that his brother was going to be, uh, expose him to this kind of publicity um, and that it was going to be very damaging for the brand, I suppose. And that was what people assumed at the time. This is it. This is the reason why Phil and Holly, or Holly and Phil, um, um, like they come as a duo, and why, why they seem to be um, falling out so much. Now, it, it wasn't the first time that things had become a little strained, actually. Um, um, I, I, I'd go back a little further to September, when Queen Elizabeth died. Ah, Q-gate. Um, yes, Q-gate. And people were queuing for, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours to file past her coffin in Westminster, in the Palace of Westminster, in Westminster Hall. Um, and, uh, and, and they appeared to skip the queue um, and go down to the front. They were brought down from the press gallery and they received um, terrible press for this. I do resent people who are just sort of showbiz people really um going through to the front when people are walking for you know hours to get there and they were absolutely lambasted for this and it did seem to cause some strain between them but they got past it um, and then it just became clear and, and 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 obvious that there was a major falling out between them i mean it was acknowledged in a public statement by philip schofield that things had been difficult and and they tried to get through it but ultimately what was reported in the british media here was that holly willoughby gave itv a sort of a him or me kind of an ultimatum um, and and philip schofield quit now this happened on may the 20th that he quit this morning 
Um, but he did quit ITV. I mean, he was he was presenting uh, other shows. He was due to present uh, war shows, and he was uh, presenting the Cube, and and and, and he had present been presenting Dancing on Ice and other things. And actually, Mark, things seem to be sort of you know okay in that on the Monday he he sort of resigned from the show on the Friday and on the Monday Alison Hammond and Dermot O'Leary they were the stand-in presenters very regular stand-in presenters on this morning they gave him sort of a really kind of nice send-off so he thought well okay maybe that's that then. Now we can't start today's show without paying tribute to the man who spent the last two decades sitting on this morning sofa Philip Schofield. So as a show everyone on and off screen ITV and this morning want to say a huge thank you to Phil for what he's done to make the show such a success over the last 21 years. Maybe that that's the line drawn now. And he'd go on, and as you say, he'd go on a, and present all these other primetime shows on ITV because he's a major ITV asset. So, but that's not what happened. No, and, and looking back in hindsight, what was clearly bubbling away in the background was this unwise but 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 not illegal relationship with this young man and, and whether or not that would come to the fore. What this story is really about now is, is what was known by whom and when about this affair between Philip Schofield and this young man and was this actually at the heart of all of the strain over the last number of months and not, you know, Philip Schofield's brother or, or, or queuing past the Queen. And I suspect that, it, that, that, that probably this was at the heart of it. Um, but he's not just any young man. Explain a bit there. So what happened was really, really the crux of this story is the age gap between Philip Schofield and this young man. Um, Philip Schofield is 61. He came out as gay three years ago, even though he'd been married for a long time to a woman. Um, and, you know, he said he'd never been unfaithful to his wife. But, you know, he had a big tearful um, um, coming out on the couch with Holly on, on this morning. It's out there now. How does this moment feel? Uh, it's funny because... Everyone I've spoken to, um, you, yeah. um, have all been so supportive. And so every person I tell, uh, it gets a little lighter and a little lighter. But it turns out that Philip Schofield had met this young man when this guy was 15 years of age. Now, there's no suggestion whatsoever that he began a relationship with this guy when he was 15. Um, but when he was 15, and, and Philip Schofield would have been about 48 or 49 um, he met this guy um, and he asked Philip Schofield for a job on, 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 or to get him a job and, or to help him get a job in television and he agreed to. And when that guy turned 18, Philip Schofield helped to get him a job as a runner on the shows this morning. And the suggestion is that their unwise relationship began when this guy was about 19 or 20, a sexual relationship, um, a gay relationship. At the time, Philip Schofield would have, would have been in the closet, married to a woman, and, and, but he would have been about 33 years old than this guy. So he would have been about 53. This guy would have been about 19 or 20. Um, now, look, you can, you can make your own judgments on the wisdom of a relationship like that um, when you factor in the sort of power imbalance between this, you know, this huge television superstar, Philip Schofield, and this young guy who he met when he was a teenager and, and, and whether or not that is right. As, as Philip Schofield said, it wasn't illegal, but it was definitely unwise. And it's probably the sort of thing that just should not happen in a workplace, particularly with that sort of power imbalance. But this was an open secret, it seems, in ITV and certainly on this morning show. And this is at the root of the problems. What did ITV know about this? ITV says that it was lied to by Philip Schofield, that all the way through, 
that he lied to them about um, having this relationship and also that the, the young man in question um, lied as well. But if this thing was such an open secret, I mean, clearly ITV didn't ask you know, very, very difficult questions. The right questions. Well, we've seen this week Eamon Holmes. Now, Eamon Holmes, um, he used to present this morning. And I mean... To me, there's a slight sense of him, you know, waiting in the long grass because he's been on GB News this week. He he, he presents on, on, on GB News and he's been accusing ITV of covering it up. And when there was talk of um, Philip having a relationship with a young man, that young man was, in inverted commas, promoted. Mm. He didn't seek promotion, didn't ask for promotion. Promotion... I hadn't ever heard, and I'd like ITV to produce the records where people were promoted from this morning to another program because it would have been a very rare Mm. occurrence if it happened. So he was promoted against his will onto another program. He says that station bosses knew about the affair. They would have seen the taxi bills uh, to and fro Schofield's flat for Schofield and his young boyfriend. He was delivered from Philip's London home, Mm. uh, usually on a Friday morning, uh, because Thursday was playtime when he and Philip would hit the town. So how did ITV respond to that? And, And what did Holly say? Well, I mean, Holly Willoughby says that that she was lied to by uh, by Philip Schofield too, and that that was very hurtful and disappointing to her. And look, that's obviously an attempt by her to distance herself. But this but this thing with with Eamon Holmes, for example, this is all part of what I described at the start as an internecine media war. Um, it, it, on on one side you've got ITV and Philip Schofield, and on the other you've got um um, um the real heat in this story is coming from GB News, um, who Eamon Holmes now works for, and the Daily Mail, and 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 why they all seem to be so upset is because. Um, for so long, because this relationship was an open secret, um, um, there would have been stories about this, uh, or pr- stories proposed about this, and questions put in by other media outlets, and clearly they were lied to him all the way through. Philip Schofield says that he lied to the media about this. Um, so there's a little bit of payback going on here. I mean, with Eamon Holmes, for example, I mean, yeah, he used to present um, this morning on Fridays. He himself and his wife, Ruth Langsford, um, used to stand in on Fridays during school holidays and present a show. Um, and there was a little bit of a feud behind the scenes with them. I mean, Eamon Holmes apparently and, and, um, and Philip Schofield never got on um, but back in uh, it was three or four years ago back, I think back in 2019 Ruth Langsford Eamon Holmes' wife um, was famously cut off in the middle of an interview a live interview on television by Philip Schofield and she banged down her pen in frustration and was, and was annoyed over it uh, and there's been bad blood between them ever since What planet does this man live on? Mm. He created an atmosphere where people hated him. The people would would avoid him in the corridor. He didn't look at anybody, didn't know anybody's name. I think, look, there's a, Eamon Holmes uh, is taking his opportunity now. He, he now works for GB News uh, as a rival broadcaster of Philip Schofield's. But I, I guess he's taken his opportunity now to, to raise some issues that perhaps he's wanted to raise for a long time and some complaints about the, the, the culture under this morning show. Was it a toxic culture? Um, and and was, was Philip Schofield pandered to? What did ITV know about um, the affair and when? So, so that's what you're seeing there. And I think that's what's driving that there. Separate to that then, you have the Daily Mail, which is... Uh, when, you know, when, when, when you start to work in the middle of the British media landscape, you really realise 
just how ferocious a weapon the Daily Mail is. I mean, it's one of those things that you knew beforehand, but you never really know the extent of it until you're in the middle of it. And, and over here, everybody's terrified of the Daily Mail. Um, and the Daily Mail was clearly lied to by Philip Schofield for several years that he, about this affair with this young man, and, and they're taking payback now. I mean, there's, they've led the, the paper and the news, the website, you know, the most read news website in the world, by the way, the Daily, Daily Mail's website. They, they, they've led it with this story every day. Um, and multiple stories, multiple stories from every angle you can imagine. Yeah, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Even before Philip Schofield quit ITV altogether last Friday with that career-ending statement, they had been leading um, the website with Philip Schofield stories. So you're seeing a lot of different things going on here. You have this unwise but not illegal relationship. You have the breakdown of one of the biggest and most you know, storied um, careers in British broadcasting. And then you have um, media outlets at each other's throats and settling scores um, and because they feel they were lied to. I mean, it's a, it's a tenet of journalism is that you just don't lie on the record on a story. And, and it seems that Philip Schofield did. A lot of different things going here. So looking forward, you think, well, well, what happens next? And, and, and what could happen to one of the most commercially successful shows on British television? I'll continue my conversation with Mark Paul after this short break. I suppose now for ITV, now it's sort of moved on to really looking at ITV, hasn't it? Really looking at what ITV, as an employer, like forget about them being, you know, the, the, a, a major broadcast, forget about that. Just as an employer, what did it do to protect its staff? What did it do in terms of organising a healthy workplace? Because we're hearing loads of stories now about it being a toxic workplace culture. Though it's it's fair to say that the broadcasters who have stood in, Alison Hamilton, Dermot today, they've been really, really quick to say, nope, nope, it's a very happy workplace. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the story is really uh, with ITV as a workplace. What did they know, um, and when did they know it, and 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 when did they begin to act appropriately in relation to the story? Uh, you suppose, look, as an observer of all of this, I'm a little bit conflicted in one way. I mean, the the young man, as I keep saying, young man at the centre of all of this story. What you don't see in a lot of the media coverage here, over here, or, or, or anywhere, is that this guy is actually aged. 27 now, right? So I suppose in one sense, we do have to be careful not to infantilize him. Okay, and he was 15 when he met Philip Schofield, but that, you know, saying he met Philip Schofield at 15 is quite loaded. They knew, began to know each other as human beings at the age of 15, but there's no suggestion that anything happened until this guy was of age. Now, yes, Philip Schofield would have been uh, 33 years older than this guy, so so he would have been in his, in, in his mid-50s effectively, and this guy would have been just coming out of his teenage years when they began a sexual, a uh, sexual relationship and yes there is a power imbalance in that and yes it's wrong and you know yes it was an open secret so how should ITV have have, have reacted to that the first thing they should have done was established the truth ITV say they questioned Philip Schofield and they questioned this guy who, who still throughout all of this remains unnamed, even though he's 27 years of age, by the way. This is nothing to do with him being underage or anything like that. And I think that's curious in itself that this guy has never been named. So ITV questioned him, says it was lied to, but it doesn't seem to have asked the questions very hard. I mean, clearly, if, if it was booking two, ta- as Eamon Holmes says that ITV was booking two taxis every morning, two separate taxis every morning from Philip Schofield's flat to um, to the studio to, for the show, one for the guy in question and one for Philip Schofield. So 
on one level, ITV must have known um, that there was an affair going on. So if it did know and it didn't act, then why didn't it act? Because I guess maybe it didn't want to slay its golden goose. I mean, that's one accusation that could be leveled at ITV. I mean, you have a show that's watched by millions of viewers. ITV is a publicly listed company. It's a stock market listed company. It has investors that may there to make a profit. This is its most profitable asset. This show this morning, they didn't want to do anything to rock the boat. So should they have done more to, to uncover the actual truth about this relationship and acted in relation to it. I wonder as part of the issue as well, is that, you know, daytime telly delivers a fiction. It delivers a fiction, and this one did particularly, that there was these two presenters, they were best friends, it was all sweetness and light. I mean, Holly Willoughby has the biggest smile on television. You are right? Sorry, I just slightly giggled. Yes, I'm fine. Don't worry, I'm moving on. <laughs> talk and say something. I'm just going to leave you to I know, thank you. No, I'm fine. He was this sort of jokey, kind of lovely kind of guy. And you watched it, it was every morning. Um, so it delivered this happy, clappy fiction. Matthew... <laughs> I'm so sorry. We might have been a bit rude during the break, and that might be why we're laughing. And I wish we could tell you what it was, but we just can't. And now, the great British public are, you know, peeking behind the curtain and seeing something very different. I mean, is there a sense of, I wonder, of sort of betrayal that's kind of fueling the 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 appetite for the coverage? Certainly, I think there's there's a sense that you know that Philip Schofield has, as he has admitted himself, as he so deliberately misled people over the years. That yeah, I guess that maybe that incurs a kind of a sense of betrayal in people. I mean, the one thing that does seem to be genuine in all of this, and even the Daily Mail and and GB News and others that would be critical of ITV don't deny, is that the friendship between. And the pally sort of relationship between Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, that apparently was genuine um, all the way through. I mean, that was the source of the brand, was this interaction, this sort of on-screen chemistry between the pair of them. And that was true. I don't think there's any suggestion by anybody that that was faked. But as the strain came on their backs and, and, and as it became clear that things were falling apart, maybe this thing was bubbling away about this young man behind the scenes, you know, maybe the stuff was bubbling away about Philip Schofield's brother, the stuff about the Queen and skipping the queue, and maybe just a rivalry developing between them as well. Because you've got to remember, Philip Schofield was presenting this show for uh, about, I think, about seven or eight years before Holly Willoughby came along. He was already a big star at, by that stage. He'd been presenting it for more than 20 years and w- w- with a woman called Fern Britton originally, who, who, who then left. And Holly Willoughby only came along then 14 years ago and she would have been the junior partner in that relationship for several years. But then suddenly she became a big brand. I mean, she has very, very lucrative financial sponsorships. As you said, she's kind of has this big smile girl next door. And she's sort of, I wouldn't say she was starting to eclipse Philip Schofield, but certainly um, maybe in the land of giant broadcasting egos, um, you know, her ascent into a much bigger um, part of the partnership, maybe that unsettled him. And maybe that was fake. And maybe that element of it, maybe, 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 the, maybe the, 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 the relationship that was originally there, the genuine relationship, maybe that come under strain. 
because of rivalries. And then that all plays that into the culture of the show. I mean, separate to all of this, there have been allegations by people, including the former uh, on, on, on screen doctor, Ranj Singh, uh, as to whether or not there was this toxic culture of bullying on the show. That's another allegation. Um, apparently, he made bullying complaints, um, Ranj Singh. He was a resident, sort of, um, and once a week he'd come on as a doctor and, and do a sort of a slot. Um, and he says that he, he his allegations were basically brushed under the carpet and um, because nobody wanted to upset this profitable show that they had. But, you know, I'm not so sure how unusual that is in the, in the world of broadcasting. I, I, I reckon you could probably look behind the curtains on an awful lot of very, very big and famous media shows and find that sort of stuff going on. Because, I mean, let's face it, Bernice, you and I have both worked in the world of media for many, many years. I mean, it's it's not a world where big, huge, lumbering egos uh, are, 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 are a rarity, right? I mean, th- there are egos all over the place in media. Yeah. And in broadcasting, it seems much more than, than anywhere. That's where you're going to find these egos. And where you find egos, you find those kind of problems. So for the last two weeks, um, obviously, uh, Philip Schofield has been off screen. Holly Willoughby has taken two weeks off and the show has been presented by the stand-in presenters, Alison Hammond and Dermot O'Leary mm. and a great big elephant in the room. Now, they have, they've really handled it brilliantly, I thought, even though, God, they have really were dropped in it because the first Monday, that was a few days after Philip Schofield had stepped aside, they sort of had to pay tribute to him. And, you know, that was, that was nice because mm-hmm. after all, he had been on the show forever and you thought, okay, well, that's Fair enough. But then as the week progressed, you looked upon that differently. And then this Monday, they came on the show again. They had to start their week with another shocker of a sort of a, you know, a handbrake turn segue into saying, acknowledging that the show was in, you know, was was making the news. Now, uh, we all know we happen to be in the news at the moment. And of course, we appreciate that. But just from both of us and the whole team here, the crew, the guys downstairs, uh, we love making this show for all of you. Yeah, we really do. I have to say, I, I think they've they've been brilliant. But Holly Willoughby is due to come back from leave on Monday. So what next do you, you think for the show? Well, it depends on what sort of assessment ITV make about the brand, the This Morning brand. Has it become too toxic and does it need to be killed off? I used to work, before I worked for the Irish Times, I used to work for the Sunday Times newspaper. And I remember when the scandal broke out around the news of the world. And the news of the world, uh, it was about phone hacking and all sorts of stuff. And the news of the world as a brand, as a newspaper, one of the most profitable parts of Rupert Murdoch's newspaper empire was killed off overnight because the brand was too toxic. I was in the, the News International's Irish offices when that happened. And I remember the shock that such a big media brand could be effectively executed overnight by its owners because it was too toxic. And you wonder, you wonder in this situation with ITV are they reaching something similar where the This Morning brand is so toxic and has become um, the story itself for too long and for so long and, 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 and over such unsavory things that maybe they have to kill it off and start again they say they're not going to do that let's see Let's see what happens with Holly Willoughby. As you say, she's due back on Monday. This week over here, it's half term. I know the sunshine is out in Ireland and the sunshine has been out this week in London as well. Although I'm looking at my window here, it's a bit cloudy at the moment. But um, it's half term, it's school term, school holidays. So she's taking an extended break for that. She's due back on Monday. Eamon Holmes has predicted that she won't come back. But let's see if she comes back and if she gets through the next week, then 
perhaps the show will survive. If Holly Willoughby doesn't come back, then you've got to think that maybe there might be a chance that ITV might just kill off the whole thing altogether and start a whole new show. And if they do, well, I mean, that's a huge sort of gem in their in their, in their their corporate crown has been killed off. They say they're not going to do that. But look at how businesses react in this situation. I mean, look at how um, Philip Schofield's commercial sponsors have reacted. I mean, he's lost his, he seems to have lost his deals with webuyanycar.com. He's lost his deal with when in Rome wine. I mean, even the Prince's Trust has cut its associations with him. Um, so things do become toxic in these situations and they do become beyond retrievable. And we may be approaching that with, with this morning now. Now, Philip Schofield has been dropped by his talent agent. He's 61. Mm-hmm. Do you think his career is over? I think his career in broadcasting is over after the statement he, he he put out last Friday. It's very, very hard to see him coming back. He can't come back at ITV, right? He's quit ITV and he admitted that he lied to ITV for years. So where could he come back? BBC? I don't think BBC would, 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 would go near him over something like this. Now, look, that's just personal opinion. It's very, very hard to see how he could redeem himself um, from all of this. He, his brand is gone. Um, he's not the sort of cuddly you know, sort of um, 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 happy-go-lucky guy next door anymore because he admitted he lied for years. He admitted that he was unfaithful to his wife for many years. And look, uh, I mean, without, I don't want to be too sort of um, cynical about this. A lot of people can be unfaithful to their wives in the world of media or whatever. But he specifically, when he came out as gay on the sofa beside Holly Willoughby crying, he said, you know, I wouldn't do anything without telling my wife first and I wanted to tell her first. You've been very open and honest with Steph all the way through this. Yeah, I have no secrets. We've never had any secrets. That was clearly a lie. Um, and, and that means that everything, his entire coming out, all of that, 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 that was a lie in a sense. That, there were, that was on a bed of lies and that it was cynical. I don't think coming back from that sort of cynical is easy for a brand like Philip Schofield's. And I don't see, in order to come back, he would need something to come back to another show on ITV or a show with another broadcaster. And it's difficult to see how they could... Look, things could change in, in, in a year's time when we've moved past, you know, another 10 or 20 or 120 internet scandals by then. Um, maybe people people's memories are short, but it's very, very difficult to see what he could come back to um, and beyond maybe the odd appearance on a charity show here and there, but to be the linchpin of something and um, to come back to something of the magnitude, uh, a show of the magnitude of the show that he had. Um, and I, I find that very, very difficult to believe. People describe it as a career ending statement. I think it's right. Thanks very much, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks, Bernice. That's all for today. For more reports from Mark Paul from London, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan with research by Katie Mellett. In the news, we'll be back on Monday.